Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Ask Vince podcast. I'm here with, believe it or not, Vince himself. And uh, before we get started here, just remember that you got to give us a follow so that you don't miss out on any of this crucial information that's going to help you grow your gym. And in return for that information, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple, wherever. So uh, without further ado, Vince, hello. What is this, amateur hour? Yes. Jeez. I mean, I'm listen, mad. you're in on it, so if it's amateur hour, it's part your fault. <laughs> this is my funny an anchor man. He goes, what is this, amateur hour? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what I thought of when you were doing the intro. So it was okay. I gave it like so a So I'm f- like Ron Burgundy. I give it like a four. You give me a Ron Burgundy then. You give me a that's four what I on am. a scale of one to ten. I'll All take right. it. Well, what do we got? What do we got? Well, we got a couple events coming up, don't we? Yeah, we do the um, the. I'm super excited about this. It's uh, at the Perform Better headquarters in Providence, Rhode Island. It's on May 5th and 6th, and it's uh, going. It's titled "Business Secrets for Gym Owners." I'm going to be spend, spending two days. Uh, we are like uh, close to sold out. I think right now. I got a call with from Chris uh, the other day based on how many people uh, sit in, or fit in their room over at HQ. Uh, we are close to sold out, so it's really, really cool. Uh, so uh, if you want info on the uh, workshop, it is in the show notes. If Matt remembers to put the link in the show notes, uh, you can sign up. It's through Perform Better's website, so it's not uh, through my, any of my stuff. So we'll give you the link uh, directly uh, to Perform Better, and you can sign up. It's a ridiculous price. Like I fought tooth and nail to not charge this little money for our workshop. I mean, this is like me for two days. Well, you like, and, that's a, and cohort. Yeah, they don't really matter. Those people. They're the minions. <laughs> I'm bringing a couple minions with me, but it's me. I'm the show, you know? Fair enough. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I'm saying this with a big shitty grin on my face, guys. Hey, I'm so, not going, just so, so I don't take offense to so the you know, minions. I'm not that. Comment. I'm not, my ego is not that big. Um, but, but being honest, like normally a two-day workshop uh, for business uh, is uh, well over a thousand dollars. I mean, I used to charge a thousand dollars for my two-day mentorship back in the day. Like two thousand, my first one ever was like two thousand twelve when I didn't know shit about business, and I charged nine ninety-seven for that. Um, and this is less than that, right? So I, I, I was, you know strong arm to charge a, this little amount of money for a two-day workshop so uh, it'll be easy for me to give you the value when you come because it's so cheap so but uh, link is in the show notes so so you can take that up with vince <laughs> if uh if he doesn't give that shocking value oh i'm retiring if i can't exceed the value of the price of this workshop i'm retiring i'm hanging it up you heard it here i'm joining i'm joining plumber in retirement land (laughs) uh i'm gonna join tom down in i think he's in north carolina or something i'm gonna go play golf with plumber if i can't exceed the value what a terrible fate yeah i'll hold you to it so um before we get started with the questions i know you wanted to talk a bit about we we had 
quite a session here looking at different you know, innings. So you're not supposed to say that, by the way. Right, but you know, because then what's it sounds like that we were talking about what we were going to talk about before the podcast, and what you should do next time, Matt, is yeah. say, you know, well, I know we were we were working on something right before this, but well, I know we were working just on something right before this. You just kind of ruined it by saying that. Oh, I told you that we should talk about that. So next time you just say, you know, I know we were working on a project right before we got here. I thought that would be helpful for the listeners. Okay. So next so, time. So let's do let's do a take two. Okay. Try okay. it again. Well, Vince, so right before this, we were just working on this this yeah. landing page. Yeah, project. that's a little better. So what we were doing right before this was um we we're uh preparing for our Memorial Day meltdown challenge. And we do this every spring. Uh, usually we run it from May 15th to June 15th. And we have a three-week lead time to market it. Uh, so the marketing launches next week. And I'm still, I don't do much operationally for GFP. Like I don't train any clients and, you know, Mike leads the gym and stuff like that. But I am still involved in the marketing only because, one, I really like it and I enjoy it. Um, uh, to uh, I'm feeling very cocky on this episode. No one's going to do it as good as me. Um, <laughs> and three, um, also just gives me, it, it, it exercises my marketing chops, right? I'm teaching marketing all day long, and so I might as well do some marketing at the same time. It's about um, time. So that's why I, I like to get my hands dirty. And what we were doing is we were doing some data evaluation of the different landing pages uh, that we've used for the different challenges we've run. We run a challenge in the fall, the uh, winter, uh, January time, and and in the spring. And we started looking at the different landing pages uh, and offers, and we found that one of the landing pages that we used, uh, the style of it, had double the conversion rate as the others. And we're like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. And so we started to look at the 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 format of the landing page and um the it, it was much cleaner and simpler than the others right the other ones were kind of clunky one of them had a video um and this one was just very very clean it had a very um uh, a very simple headline concise too uh yes no and, fluff and then but the thing we thought and again this is all hearsay but well no but the thing we thought when we were looking at it was um right below the headline it said, and I'm paraphrasing here, it says, getting started is simple and easy. And then it said, step one, step two, step three. And it's step one was enter your information. Step two is wait by your phone and we'll send you a text message. And step three was get results or something like that. Basically it's, like an infomercial. Yeah, but it yeah. was like, it was very cleared out of exactly what to do. And then um, we actually had on that page too, we had copy and pasted. Um, a couple Google reviews uh, that we got. And one of them, a couple of them actually were like long Google reviews that um, were really cool stories. Um, even though people don't read them all, I think when they see a review that's really, really long, they're like, oh, okay, well, it must be good. Um, so, yeah. So, and so all we did was we took the new copy, right? Because we tweaked the headline uh, for the uh, specific challenge. Right, so the Memorial Day meltdown challenge will the the copy the headline and the, the copy and the headline will be a little different than the one that we do in the fall fat loss. But the format of the page is very, very similar. Um, so we're testing it and seeing. Uh, if we now run with this specific style of landing page with no video, 
with very good, simple headlines, with getting started simple and easy, step one, step two, step three, um, and then just, um, you know, run and, and see if we can even uh, improve it even further. But, hey, if we just repeat the other one and instead we, you know, uh, the other two challenges uh, are now would will now be double the conversion rate as the others. So it's exciting stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you want to give away too many secrets, but there was also an email that converted at like, 10% responses versus another one with the, they both had questions. The other one was like 0.05% response rate. Yeah. I don't want to talk about You don't that. want to talk about no. that? Not too many trade secrets here? Nope. That's, right. uh, that, that, that's all I get today. All right. <laughs> another time. So then let's get into the Swiss questions. Sneak about. it in there, Matt, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've got to leave them on a cliffhanger. Get into the next episode. <laughs> so anyway, on to the questions. <laughs> this one's a good one. I want to raise my prices, but I'm scared. Should I do it? Oh, dude, I get this question like every day. Um, this is, it, it's, it's a question asked in mastermind group all the time. And um, so there's a couple of things. It, it, you know, at first you're like, oh, you, everyone thinks I'm going to be like, yes, just do it. And it's not that simple. Um, I do, you know, feel that there's a couple of things to look at before you do raise your prices. And, one of them is uh, your conversion rate, right? Um, and and, and the, the way you look at your conversion rate is on, and there's a couple different forms of conversion, right? There's lead to first meeting, and then there's first meeting to purchase, right? Or And, and purchase could be a trial. It could be a first month membership. It could be a 12-month membership, whatever it is, right? Um, but I, I look at, all right, and when I asked this question and if someone asked this question about price, I was like, all right, of the last, you know, 30 people that have sat down with you for a consultation, how many have signed up for a membership? And essentially, if they tell me 20%, I'll be like, well, you got a problem, buddy. Uh, and if you raise your prices, that conversion rate probably isn't going to go up. Uh, it's, it, it, it's possible, right? But it's not likely. And what I think is happening is uh, if this person is converting at 20%, there's an issue with the delivery, right? There's an issue with the experience. It could be an issue with how they were brought in from a marketing front. But there's issues, right? There's issues that probably need to be uh, addressed. Um, now, is there a magic conversion rate of, oh, if you have this conversion rate, uh, then you are granted access, uh, granted, uh, access to raise your prices. I, I don't know. I'm not sure about that because some of this is more of an art than a science. Um, but hell, I, I like to see, you know, at least a 60% conversion. I mean, we used to run at a 60% conversion rate on the 12 month contract. And so now that a lot of people have gone away from the 12 month contract, the conversion rate should be closer to 80, 90%. Right, because there's really not a barrier, right? The sale of a 12-month membership is a, for a GFP, it's a $4,000 sale as a, at a 12-month membership. We don't do 12-month memberships anymore. So right now, it's a $400 sale instead of a $4,000 sale. So our conversion rate has gone up from what it used to be, but right, it's a lower sale. We're not guaranteed. You know, when we bring, and technically you could argue we weren't guaranteed before because we weren't like beating people's door down. Um, so that's the first thing to look at. Is your conversion rate acceptable for what you're selling? 
Um, if it's not, then maybe you shouldn't raise your prices. Because what I do feel is that um, it becomes down to a confidence issue, right? And you, what I usually see people is they have to manufacture manufacture the confidence to sell at the higher price. It doesn't always give them more confidence. If anything, gives them less confidence because they go into the sales like, oh man, I used to charge 300, now I'm charging 400. And their voice starts cracking and they start like, you know, like not when they get to the price, like, okay. Um, and they're, they're bumbling and yeah, they, stumbling around. They find around. themselves back at the fake until you make it yeah, part of things. Yeah, and so um, there may be that learning curve, right? There may be, it is possible that there is that learning curve. Um, uh, so, so, so you look at clothes, right? Um, and then the, the second thing you look at is retention rate, right? What is the, uh, what's the, what's the retention rate? How many clients are you losing? And I do not like to see gyms exceed 5%. Uh, I've taught this many times. There's, there's something called, uh, attrition creep, right? That there's, a, a, there's been a creep since COVID, there's been a creep of attrition from 3% to 5%. Now that that is not an exact science either. It's just kind of what Mike Waldron has reported to me. It's what we're seeing here. Um, there's been a little bit of a creep. Some of that is COVID. Some of that is potentially the people not doing 12 month contracts. So it is easier to get out. So it, it's a few different reasons. The reality of it is from what I see, there's more people hovering at around 5% now than it was 3%. But any, so if, if, and this really comes back to, do you have a leaking bucket, right? Um, and so what should you spend your time doing? You spend your time fixing the leaking bucket. All right, if you're losing 10% of your clients, don't worry about your prices right now. Worry about fixing the leaking bucket because you've got a problem with your product and you got to fix that first. Um, now, after that, if, if those two things are acceptable, then yeah, go go do it. Raise your prices. And a lot of times people like think, well, should I raise them on current members and or should I raise them on just new people going forward? And I think they're two separate strategies. I think that if you want to raise your prices on current members, you do it. I know some people have said not to. I don't agree with that. I think you, you know, and I've seen countless members in SPF Mastermind raise their prices with massive success. Massive success. Like I'm talking like zero cancellations. Zero cancellations after a price raise. Joe Hashi who's the head business coach at FBU, he raised his prices on 800 members after COVID. Did not lose one person. I'd like to see the letter he wrote for that, man. We had that. And actually, we turned that. The cool thing is we turned So if anyone's interested in joining the SPF, um, <laughs> we turned his letter into the price raise template. So now we took Joe's exact letter that he sent, and that is now the template of what everybody uses to raise their prices. Um, so it's actually really cool. Um, and if you do want access to that, um, you'll have to join the SPF mastermind <laughs> to get that. Um, hey, see the link for the application in the show notes. So I, I've seen many people do really well with a price raise, um, on, on current members. Now, I don't think you're going to be able to raise your prices if you're charging 200 a month and all of a sudden you tell your members, Hey, it's going to be 300 a month. That's good. You're probably going to lose a good amount of people. Um, but hey, if you make it a manageable thing, right, where it's like, hey, it's going to be an extra $30 a month and that breaks down to an extra $5 a session or whatever it is, and, you, and that's how you can break it down, um, you're, you're probably not going to lose uh, many people and you can do that multiple times as well. So 
Um, but I do believe that, that that is a separate strategy. Here, here's the strategy for raising your prices on new members going forward. <laughs> you open Microsoft Word. You go to the document that holds your price sheet. You delete two numbers and you add two numbers that are higher. You click save. Then you click print and then you reprint the document and then you present it at your next sales presentation. I'm sitting here smirking on behalf of the gym owners who are really worried over this. <laughs> Sorry. Listening. Uh, but honestly, that, that really is what you do. You don't have to make an announcement. You don't have to write a letter. You don't have to make a video. You don't have to do anything except go in and raise your prices. Um, but the biggest thing that gets in the way is our own psychology. That's really what this is. This is not about, this is more about your ability, the gym owner's ability to sell at the new price than it is about what the client is thinking. Because to be honest with you, the new client sitting in front of you didn't know what the old prices were. So they have no like relativity to this. They just know that what, you're sitting in a sales presentation with you and you're going through the whole process and you are telling them what the price is. That's all they know. They don't know what it was. They have no context. I mean, maybe they heard what their girlfriend was paying or whatever, but at the end of the day, they only have context to what was put in front of them at that moment in time. And so if there is a drop in a close, it's probably not due to the price it's probably due to the confidence of the person delivering what the new prices are. And so with income improvement also comes self-development. As your income will improve from a higher priced gym, um, you're going to need to improve your belief and confidence in yourself to be able to sell it. So that is my long-winded answer to that question. <laughs> and it wasn't just a simple yes. I like that. No, I didn't want to, like, be a jerk. I've been a jerk all episode. I'm not going to continue to do it. Turn over a new leaf. <laughs> I'm trying to be a nice guy. All right. So then the next question. How do I find quality time with my family? I'm early in my business, and I'm still the only person responsible for everything that happens. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do believe if you're the only person there and they're – is this period of time that everyone kind of goes through it and everyone really does it, that you're probably not going to have a great family life. I don't, I, I, you know, I, I, I guess you can, right? But if you're not there, the business doesn't make money. And I think that there are sacrifices that need to, need to be made. And when you're starting your business, a lot of times we sacrifice family time and Hey, I made that sacrifice early in my career. Right. And this was obviously before I had kids, but I made the sacrifice of being at the gym in the mornings, being at the, I mean, I remember I was at the gym till 1030 at night, some nights, like totally. Right. But I made that sacrifice at that point in my business, um, to the point now where I have, um, an immense amount of freedom you have more freedom than I know what to do with sometimes. Sometimes I just get bored. Um, and I'm just like, man, 
what am I going to do now? I'm going to start tinkering with stuff. Like, it's like, no, I should just go do jujitsu or just go do stuff. Um, but I, 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 but everyone, I think everyone's got to go through that period. And I don't think you can expect if you're a stage one gym owner and you're just starting out that you're going to have this perfectly balanced life. All right. Because what do you got to do? You're, all right. So I'm going to go hang out with the family and close the gym down and make no money. It's just not a realistic thing to do. Now you got to get strategic with your time, and you know, if you you know have time in the middle of the day, you go home and see the kids, or you have your spouse bring the kids to, um, you know, to the gym to see you, right? Maybe you make up for it on weekends. But I used to work all weekend when I first opened the gym. I would work all day, all day, on Saturday and on Sunday. I did that. I, I didn't have any days off. There was ze- when I when I opened my gym, zero days off. I will tell you, um, before there this is so long ago, but before there was a cleaning crew at the gym, uh, my family's gym, it was me and my dad and my mom. Sometimes one of my brothers or both of my brothers. So that that too get <laughs> get creative with it. Yeah, seriously. Oh, the, oh, so you guys did the cleaning? Yeah. Oh, there you go. I would, yeah, I would so be there with go. my dad. Yeah, so get, get bonding your, over the mom. Bond your kids off to yeah. you know, clean the gym. There you go. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just it's not going to be great. Uh, I don't have this secret recipe of doing it. it just here's the, what you've got to do. You have to grow your business enough so you don't stay in that position forever. That is my best piece of advice is learn business skills Okay, grow your company to a point that is going to give your free, give you freedom. You're probably not going to have freedom when you're the only one there. Okay, you're going to have freedom when you build a business. That and that's what we're doing here, right? That's what we. That's why the SPF Mastermind exists to teach people the business skill they need so they can live the life that they want. Right, and I know people want more free time, and so the answer to this question of whoever asked this. The answer to the question is grow your business. That's the answer to your what you're looking for. If you want more time, grow your business because you will never have time in a situation that you're in now. Now, if you're creating a lifestyle business, right, there are some trainers that, you know, hey, they're okay working from, you know, 7 to 10 and then three to seven, and then they go off, and it's a li- that's a lifestyle, right? They can do that. That is accessible, but you know, um, the the problem with that is when they stop, the income stops. You don't have a business at that point; you just have a job. So, if you want a business and you want freedom from your business, you got to grow your business, where you can start leveraging time. Good. All right. So for the third and final question of today's episode, how do I onboard a coach properly? This is a great question, and it's so important. Um, Harvard did a study where they said that uh, employees decide whether they're going to continue working somewhere in the first 90 days. I believe that the first 90 days must be uh, highly scripted um, in terms of exactly what they're going to do, what they're going to learn, um, how they're indoctrinated into the culture, 
how they're introduced to the to the clients, how they're introduced to the staff, um, how they're taught how to do the job, what documents they're given, um, even to the point of you know were they given a you know um, we do this in our companies when we hire somebody we send them a shock and awe box, a big box of stuff give them like a big box of books and t-shirts and like a cool welcome box, right? And so they feel part of something and they feel different. Um, so I, I, I think that the most important thing at this is a scripted process that makes the person feel excited about the job that they have just gotten. And I think it's a very overlooked component um, in business to not have a very, very well-documented scripted onboard process when you bring on a new staff, I think it's almost it's more, almost more important than having a good, you know, you these uh, gym owners listening probably have a good process for when they bring on a new client, right? The first ninety days. What does the first ninety days look like? Oh, we're gonna, you know, meet in person after thirty days. We're gonna send you these automated texts. We're gonna do all this. They spend a lot of time doing it, but the, you know, the, the the staff members are more important than the clients, right? Because the staff members are the one training the clients. The staff members aren't good. The trainers are gonna, the clients are gonna leave. Um, so I think this is a really good question and being honest with you, I think most people don't do it well enough. Um, it takes work, it takes time. Um, but whatever you decide to do, script it, document it and, um, make it really, 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 uh, an awesome experience for them. That was the most concise, short answer in ask Vince history. I didn't want to be too long winded. Right. Well, you also didn't want to answer just yes to uh, raise your yeah, prices. Yeah, I could have just answered. So I yes. like the nice in-between you gave us there. Yeah. All right. Well, then that about wraps it up for this week's Ask Vince. Remember, show notes, you can find the Perform Better link to attend Vince's workshop coming up May 5th and 6th. Yep. And We'd love to see you there. Providence, Rhode Island. Great. Yep. All right, everybody. See you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. This way you'll get notified when we get new episodes come out. And if you really, really loved it, I'd truly appreciate it if you left us a five-star rating. So thanks so much. If you're looking for more free stuff uh, from me, head over to vincesfreebook.com. You'll get a free copy of my marketing book. And just head over to vincesfreebook.com and I'll send you a copy. Thanks.